Live with CDP, a weekly sports and entertainment podcast, live on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter, and on audio via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Anchor FM. Now here's your host, Chris Pame. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Live with CDP Podcast, Season 3, Episode 31, on this uh, Thursday, April 21st, 2022. I'm really looking forward to my guest today. Uh, my guest is Chris Darrington. He's a 6'1 point guard uh, with the Toledo Glass City of the Basketball League, and he was also recently named the All-Star Game MVP against the National Basketball League of Canada All-Stars in our 155 150 win over the National Basketball League Canada Stars this past weekend in Syracuse, uh, New York. Chris uh, in that game had 35 points, four assists, and three rebounds. And uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to my first MVP on my podcast. I've had Stanley Cup champions, Grey Cup champions, uh, Vanier Cup champions on my podcast, and now I have an all-star MVP. So uh, just bear with me, guys, and I'm going to bring on Chris Darrington, again, a point guard with the uh, Toledo Glass City of the uh, basketball league and uh we're gonna talk some hoops with chris so just bear with me and i will bring on uh chris one second good afternoon chris how you doing good afternoon i'm doing all right how are you good 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 i'm a little tired working the overnights uh working the graveyard shift but uh i'm doing okay i've been looking forward uh to speaking with you yeah man we've been planning this for about what two weeks has been it seemed like time flew but we finally here Yes, and uh, everybody thinks uh, doing a podcast is easy, but uh, I'll tell you, um, it's like a full-time job, which I love doing because I want to get into radio, but uh, it's just sometimes you have to match your schedule uh, with your guests, and you have to be flexible. That's one thing I've learned about even doing a podcast is being flexible with your guests. Definitely got to be flexible. Everybody's running on different schedules, different times, so yeah. I understand that for sure. We had to we had to plan this two weeks in advance because you've been busy, I've been busy, so, you know. Definitely. And uh, I want to say I wanted to bring this up. Congratulations on being an All-Star MVP, and you're my first MVP and my first guest named Chris on my podcast. And we got something in common with that. That's the greatest name, I think, you know, in the world. But uh, appreciate it, man. Um, First MVP on the show, first MVP in the TBL league. Um, so, you know, it's it's a blessing. I was going to say, um, what was it like playing that all-star game against the National Basketball League of Canada Stars, being in the three-point competition? And did you know that day you were going to have a, a great game? Like, did you just know you, like, had a feeling you were going to perform well? Well, in reality, I have been slumping lately. Um, I've been shooting the ball. I was shooting the ball. I was kind of struggling shooting the ball early. I mean, the last, what, three games, last three, three, four games, we were on a losing streak. You know, I was struggling to shoot the ball. Um, and, you know, I just was able to get out there when, you know, when the season, I mean, when the game started for the All-Star game and I made my first shot and I kind of got a rhythm from there. I have been working really hard. Um, to find my shot again because I wanted to obviously get out of that losing slump that we were on as a team, but I also wanted to play better too. 
So I, I train really hard with my trainer, um, Michael Cavanaugh. We put in a lot of work. We did a lot of things, stayed late after practice and got reps. And uh, when the when the All-Star game started, you know, I made my first shot, so I felt good. Um, and then it just kind of continued to go from there. I've always been the guy that played well in big games and big moments. So um, it wasn't really a surprise to me. That was my whole goal was to go down there and win the MVP. So that was my goal from, you know, from when I knew I was going to be an All-Star and I got it done. And you were also, um, when you played high school basketball, you were Mr. Ohio, I believe, in high school basketball, which is quite the honor because uh, Ohio is one of the best uh, states for basketball players. Yeah, that was a long time ago, 2015. Um, <laughs> that was a that was a great honor, too, um, just being on the list with all those guys and winning that. So, um, you know, that was a great award. It was a great thing. I was, you know, very blessed to be on that list just because nobody knew, no one knew me. Everybody else on that list was going high major Division One basketball. And I didn't even have really an offer really at that time. So that just was a testament to all my hard work. And I was reading one of your stories in the Toledo newspaper the other day about how you almost gave up your basketball dream and stories like yours kind of keep me motivated because I'm almost 50 years old and, and I'm looking to switch careers in the radio. And uh, your story just gives me inspiration to not uh, give up and to keep uh, working away at my dream. Yeah, man, I, I was I was really I was really done with that, um, Chris. I was really done with basketball. Uh, I had started training. I had started coaching. I was ready to transition into to the next phase of my life, and and let me tell you why. It was I love this game so much. Um, I love basketball so much that it hurts, you know. Um, so every time I reached out to an agent, and they said no. Every time I reached out to a team and they didn't reply. Every time a team told me my film was outdated, those no's really felt like heartbreaks because I loved it so much. You know, you love this game so much, so. When it goes good, it goes good, but not being, and I just, I just said I wanted to be happy, you know, mentally when someone, when they told me no, it just brought me to a state of almost depression, you know, um, and I just felt that my mental health was more important at that time. And that was my reasoning for figuring out that I was going to just be done with it because I couldn't handle the no's and the, and the defeats that that love in this game just it wasn't going I wasn't going to get what I was looking for out of it so that was really my main reason on why I wanted to be done um but I got I was blessed with the opportunity to get on the Toledo team here in in, in town and uh, you know I'm trying to make the most of it I was going to say how was it like what's it been like playing against the National Basketball League of Canada um, stars in the All-Star game and also you've uh, played two games against uh the uh NBL of Canada, I believe they count here, but they don't count over in your league. Mm -hmm. And you guys beat Sudbury Windsor. What's your overall thoughts of the National Basketball League of Canada so far? Just playing them uh, twice in the in the season and then in the All Star game. I think it's a very competitive league. Um, I don't think it gets enough credit for the guys that are in it. Um, it's a really good competitive league. They got strong guys, strong guards, guys that can make shots, guys that can score. Like I said, it's one of the it's one it's it's a really good league and it probably needs to get more respect there. Um, but it's a great league, man. I mean, it's ran professionally. 
Uh, the guys act as professionals. The coaches are professional. It's good basketball. So I have nothing but positive things to say about it. You know, we battled three times, and luckily I'm three and zero versus the, the the country of Canada. So I was gonna um, say, I'm gonna keep it like that. Definitely. Um, I was going to say, and uh, I'm glad, um, like I'm a media member with the National Basketball League of Canada. And the thing is, I'm glad they made this arrangement with the Basketball League because before I was with the NBL of Canada, I didn't really know much about the Basketball League. And, and now that I've been uh, seeing your games against the Canadian teams, it's like, wow, this is really good basketball. And and and, and, and I can't I can relate to you guys because you guys are trying to work into getting into the G League and maybe the NBA. And, and I'm still working my way up to try to get into radio through my podcast as well. Right. This is this is a league. This is a great opportunity for everybody that's in a league, whether you're a statistician, whether you're a referee, whether you're a player, a coach, um, a broadcaster. Like you said, every this is a great tool for every level involved. And I think it's it's really a blessing that this is here in the United States. Uh, guys don't have to go overseas. Some guys don't want to go overseas. They like playing professionally at home or for the team that they're on. So this is a great opportunity, like I said, for the refs, for the statisticians, for the players, for the broadcasters, for the coaches. Everybody's trying to move up in this league. So that means you're going to get guys best every night because you fighting with, you know, the other coaches in college. You fight with other coaches in high school. And now you fight with these guys in this league and other leagues. So uh, it's a it's a great opportunity for everybody that's involved in it. Absolutely. And uh, my story, Chris, I won't go into it all. Uh, my story, how I got into broadcasting was through the game of basketball. I uh, ended up volunteering with a, a local pro team here called the Guelph Nighthawks from the Canadian League Basketball League, which is similar to the Basketball League. And they needed me to do camera work. And I'd ne never done camera work in my life. And that basically led me to a, a, a station called Rogers TV to become a camera operator, which led to my podcast. So the game of basketball has actually changed my life, uh, how I've gotten into broadcasting. That's, the game of basketball do that. It'll, it'll definitely do that. It's definitely changed my life. I like to say everything I have. Um, obviously, God is first in my life, so it comes from God. But uh, basketball has given me everything else. You know, it's given me my friends. It's given me relationships. It's given me um, the opportunity to go out of the country. It's given me opportunity to go through four years of college without having to pay a dollar. Uh, basketball has done so much for me. Um, this pill is crazy what this ball can really do for you. And this is crazy what it's doing for you right now. You don't even play. So this game can really take you a long way. When I did play basketball in high school many, many years ago, I wasn't very good, but uh, I still loved playing the game, even though I wasn't the greatest. I was basically a guy off the bench that would shoot three-point shots. But uh, I, I miss playing basketball, and even to this day, if I can get a basketball, you still feel like a kid playing the game. I love it. Like I love hockey and football, but basketball is one of my favorite sports. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not really into hockey, but I do like basketball. I was always scared to play baseball. I never wanted to get hit in the face with the ball, so I kind of shied away from that. I think after my sixth grade year, I was done with football. I just was locking in on basketball because those guys were getting big and strong, and I'm like, that's not something that I want to keep putting my body through. I'm going to just kind of focus on basketball. So, And I figured that when I play basketball, I don't got a helmet on so the girls can see me. So. That was one of my main motivations. 
Uh, to be honest, when I played baseball, I was a catcher, and I got hit a number of times with the ball. And when I played hockey, uh, I was a defenseman, but I was also a goalie. So I took my bumps and bruises when I <laughs> I played hockey and baseball too. So uh, the baseball thing, I don't blame me because I did get hit in the face one time, and it's mm. not fun. It takes a while to heal. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Mm. Definitely. So I was going to say, you guys um, are off to a good start, the Toledo Glass City, uh, eight and two, but your last two games uh, you've lost, so you're eight and four. And uh, I know you guys got a busy weekend ahead of you. You got a game against Jamestown and then the Detroit Hustle. Actually, in your next five games, I was looking at, uh, you got three against the Detroit Hustle and two against the Jamestown Jackals. And they're going to be huge for you guys to get that, uh, to win those games to get back for, into first place in your division. Yeah, this is a, this is a humongous week. Um, like a really big week that we have coming up. We got Jamestown on Friday and Saturday, and then we play Detroit on Sunday. Uh, we need all three games if we're going to move in the first place. Um, and we understand that we have really two really good days of practice just this, just these past few days. And everybody on the team understands how big of a week this is. We're all locked in. Everyone's pushing each other. Everyone's, you know, practice is turned up a notch. We just had a great signing with um, Chris Commons. He's he's um, on the team now. He, so that's a great addition for us, you know, adding some size down there. Um, and I think this week is going to really – this week is going to really prepare us for the playoffs. Uh, we're going to probably have to see Jamestown eventually if we plan on making it, you know, to the big, to the big playoff setting outside of our conference. So we need to win these games and we don't need to give these guys any hope that they can beat us. They beat us uh, the last game we played them. They were up 21 and a half and we came all the way back and lost on the tip end. So uh, we split down there, but we got, we need to get both of these games and then Detroit caught us at the right time and they beat us also. So we, we got, this is a revenge week right here and everybody's locked in from the owner, from the GM to the staff, to the players, everybody's locked in. So this would be a good week. Yeah, I know your last game was an exhibition game for you guys against Windsor, but how important was winning that game against a, a good Windsor team just to get your confidence back up a little bit before you start up? We, we definitely needed that game. We have been on a three-game losing streak. Um, tempers were flaring, guys guys getting into it. You know, it's, it's, it's never fun when you lose. It's never fun when you lose. And, and when you're losing, you can point the finger at so many things. You can point at this guy, that guy. You can point at this. You can point at that. When you lose, and you can point it at so many things. But um, it's professional sports. You're not gonna win every game, so mm -hmm. I understand that. But the games that we, the games that we're losing, we were beating ourselves, and that was the main issue with that. We had, you know, inner, you know, inner problems going on with the team, and we needed to get that, you know, rectified, and we did. Uh, so you know, it's 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 nothing to it now. We just got to continue to be playing. We got to continue to play together. And having that win versus Windsor was huge. Uh, Devonte Pratt played well. Also came back to the team that was on Windsor, so he played really well. Um, I was happy to see that everybody on the team played well. We needed that win moving forward. I was going to say, I really hope next year the NBL of Canada can still have an arrangement with you guys because I like seeing these games uh, between both leagues. I really, and I've made some contacts uh, from your league as well, just through the NBL of Canada. Yeah, hopefully they keep this going. I think this is really well. I mean, I know some guys in this league hadn't even been out of the country before. So just for them to even go to Canada, that's like huge, you know, to get them a passport and you know, get over there and play. I think that's a great experience for people that have never been out of the country. So, 
Yeah, and the NBL of Canada, when they were shut down for two years because of the pandemic, uh, the four of their teams on the East Coast in uh, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, um, they had to take a pause. So I'm hoping maybe next year they'll get some of their East Coast teams back and still have a series with you guys because I, I really enjoy the, the basketball, and I'm, I'm still learning about the basketball league all the time too as well, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't know that there was only five, was it five teams right now in the league? Four. Four, four right four now. Teams in the league. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I didn't I didn't I didn't know they that the other ones had got canceled, but I think them coming I think them coming back uh hopefully this year or hopefully next year. I think that'll be good for the league because even some of those teams can play the TBL too. So that'll yeah, be really definitely. Good. Hopefully we're at the end of this pandemic because, like I said, it affected a lot of the smaller leagues. Maybe not the big leagues like the NFL, the NBA, but uh, with the smaller leagues, they couldn't really operate without fans. And it's not the same. You probably know this too, Chris. It's not the same playing a sport without fans in the arena mm -hmm. or stadium. Yeah, the pandemic, it was just a terrible time for everybody. My career got affected by being a rookie and playing overseas. And then when the market opened back up, they're kind of looking for veterans. So. Uh, the pandemic was horrible. I'm, I cannot wait to, to to put it behind us. Definitely. And by the way, your coach is watching right now. Freddie uh, Zamal. Yes, 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 I was going to say he was a great guy to have on as well. So um, I'm, I was asking you about that right now anyways. Uh, I won't put you on the spot here, but I'll ask you right now. What are your thoughts right now of uh, Coach uh, Zamar and your coaching staff on the Glass City? I think we have a well. I'll start with Coach Z. Um, he was always he was always open to have me come work out with the guys before I was on the team. Uh, but I thought I was going overseas in January, and it kind of fell through because of the pandemic. But when I told him I needed to come get work work in and live game reps, he was helping me out. You know, told me I could come practice with the guys. He was making. I wasn't even on the team, and he was making calls like Chris is to showcase here. I'm trying to get you in, you know, reaching out to his contacts that he has overseas, trying to help me out. So, you know, he's had my best interest before I was even on the team. And, you know, I really appreciate that. And when I when I when I called him to get on the team, he was open arms. You know, he was upfront with me about, you know, what it was going to be like and what he expected out of me. And, you know, he's he's been he's been you know, he's been everything that I thought he was going to be, you know, with this with this, you know, with this team and with me. And as far as the other people on the staff, Sco, um, JB, uh, Petaway, um, the owners, owner, the owners and management, they're, they're, they're doing a great job. A lot of them in the first time with this on this level. Uh, so they're learning, but I think they're, they're, it's a competitive edge about everybody on the staff. They want to win. Uh, they want to hold guys accountable. And I think it's only made us better. I mean, when I look back at the stats, I mean, we've been losing rebounding battles the entire year, but somehow we're in a, we're second in our conference and, and we're playing really good basketball. Somehow we finding a way to win. And I think it's a credit to the coaches. It's a credit to the players. And it's a credit to all of us, really, our competitive edge and our competitive nature, just really to try to figure it out and find a way to win. How many regular season games do you guys play? 24, something like that? Mm -hmm, about 24, yep. You know what? That's still a lot. And, and also, it is a long grind, too. And sometimes you got to play, what, two two games in three days? Or do you, do you guys do three and three or the, the most you play is back-to-back? -back? Well, we've been playing. Sometimes you get two and three days. Sometimes, most times, it's back-to-back. Um, this week is different probably because of coming off of the all-star break it'll be three games in three days uh so 
this is going to be a, a grind. You know, we got two big, big games, these first two games that we got. And obviously we just need to focus on one at a time. But um, you, that's why you get 12 guys on a roster because you need everybody. You need everybody to play and participate when you've got these type games coming up. I mean, injuries happen. People get hurt. So you need all everybody on the roster. And that's why everybody got to stay ready. It's truly a team game because you need every every person to be health, stay healthy, and do their contribute. and And you definitely need your bench, especially in the in the in the playoffs too. Definitely need your bench. Um, some guys might have it, might get it going in the playoffs, and we want to stay with them. And they're coming off the bench. You know, we might need to start with some fresh legs out there. All of these things is 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 are very important come playoff time. You know, you never know when your number gonna get called. You never know when you might have it going and somebody might not have it going. So, just keeping everybody locked in and keeping everybody sharp is really really important going down to these playoffs. Well, it's like I was each episode I do in my podcast. I try to do my best job possible because I know there's somebody that might be watching out there, and I look at this as an audition as well. Every time I do my uh, podcast. Definitely, definitely. I know you're getting a lot of love and support from my people in Toledo. You know, well, thank uh, you. I know you get a lot of support from them. Thank you. I gotta ask you this quickly. Uh, do you ever follow the Toledo Mud Hands at all? Yeah, I follow the Mud Hands. Um, I'm not a baseball guy, but I tune yeah. into I tune into it sometimes. I, yeah. I I love the support that they get from the city, along with the Toledo Walleye. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with them, the hockey team here. Yes. Yes. Uh, so they get really good support. And I don't I don't see why, you know, the Toledo Glass City basketball team can't get that same support here moving forward. Um, it's a great community. They really support their teams. And I think basketball is just as exciting as is hockey. I mean, we don't fight. We're not allowed to yeah. fight. But yeah. um, I think we're just as exciting and guys are just as good and competitive yeah. and trying to move up just like they are. Yeah. So. Um, it's only the first year in this TVL, only the second year around. So obviously we got some growing to do, but I'm thinking in the near future we can be on that same scale as those guys. Yeah. Hey, I got to ask you this question: um, How did you come up with your uh, number four with the Glass City? And uh, I believe when you were in college and high school, you wore 32. And would that 32 be in honor of Magic Irvin Johnson? It would not. It oh, would okay. Not. Yeah, okay. I had number 32 was my number that I chose in high school because my girlfriend at the time, shout out Kennedy Moody, um, at the time she was playing basketball also. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wear her number. You know, I'm going I'm to put her number. I'm going to follow her and wear her number. And, you know, ever since then, I just stuck with 32. It's been my number. People call me CD32. Um, but I wore it because of her. And I always – had that number, you know, in college when I played in other games, I always wanted to be 32. Um, so when they, when I when it was time to be, you know, professional, turn professional and getting the TBL, um, we didn't have numbers that high. So I went with four because my birthday is four four, and my son's birthday is also in April. So I figured I'm like, you know, four is, uh, you know, it's an important number to me. Um, my birthday and my son's birthday is in this month. Mine is also, like I said, April 4th, so it's 4-4. Four, four. So I just went with four. Okay. Uh, my number's uh, 19 for Steve Eiserman. I'm a big uh, Detroit sports fan, by the way. Red Wings, Pistons, Tigers, all the teams in Detroit except for the Detroit Lions. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So, okay. yeah, pro Detroit except for the Lions. And, and uh, like I said, um, 
Barry Sanders is one of my favorite players and Isaiah Thomas. I grew up being a Pistons fan in 1981 because of Isaiah Thomas and then the bad boy the era. Bad boys. Oh yeah. I miss that bad boy area. Uh, with uh, Rick Mohorn and Bill Moore, uh, Bill Lambeer, Rick Mohorn, uh, John Sally, Spider Rodman. Yes. I get asked you, um, favorite sports team. You got a favorite athlete. Favorite sports team football was the Patriots when Tom Brady was there. But um, I've moved on to Tampa Bay Buccaneers because okay. of Tom Brady. Um, I like a winner. But I also love – I like Gronk. I love Gronk. And I also like um, Leonard Fournette, um, Leonard Fournette, the running back. So a lot of my favorite players play for, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I guess I'm I'm a still a Patriots fan, but, you know, I like the Buccaneers too. Okay. Uh, when it comes to basketball, I like the – I love the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard is my favorite player. Um, I, I used to love the backcourt with him and CJ McCollum, but you know we had kind of had to blow that up. Uh, let me see, baseball, the Yankees, baseball, the Yankees, and hockey, man. I I don't know who I would go with. I'm gonna go with the Toledo Walleye for the hockey because I don't really watch hockey like that. So okay, no worries. I was gonna say, are you still okay for time, Chris? I was just gonna ask yeah, you some I'm questions. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, and that's one thing I've learned too. Uh, when I first started my podcast two years ago, I was doing everything scripted and I've had guys on like Chuck Swarsky from the Bulls, Eric Smith from the Raptors. And they said, it's okay to write stuff down, but just learn to talk to your guests. Like you're at an arena or mm-hmm. outside or whatever. So that's what I've been doing. But I do, I just, I did write a few questions. I'd like to ask you if that's okay. Yep. Okay. Um, can you just tell my audience here in Ontario, I'm just outside of Toronto, just a little bit about yourself. And when did you decide you wanted to pursue a, a career as a basketball player in life? And I... Um, I decided it early on. My brother, my big brother, Owen, used to play. And I used to watch him growing up. I always wanted to get out there with the big, bigger kids and play, but they wouldn't let me. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get really good at basketball. So they can't never tell me I can't play with the big kids no more. I'm always, I'm going to always be able to get out there and play with them, you know, because I want to show them I'm good too. So from as long as I can remember, my dad started me out, but from as long as I can remember, um, I've been wanting to play basketball. I just had a love for watching him um, and just, I don't know. It was something about basketball. I just loved it, just watching it. And then I saw Iverson. You know, that's my favorite player of all time, just because he was little and just had heart. And I felt like he was from the inner city like me. So I love Iverson. So that's probably, you know, just I, as long as I can remember, I've been playing basketball. I've been playing sports, period, being outside. But basketball was what I fell in love with. And uh, about me, I'm really a chill guy. Um, like hanging out with my friends, like being with my son, like playing basketball, competitive, very, very competitive, uh, like being with my family. So, you know, I'm just really, you know, like playing video games. I like playing video games. So um, that's kind of what got me through college when I was on the road. So, you know, that's kind of a little bit about me. And obviously I love basketball. So what's your favorite video game to play? I play 2K. You know, like I said, basketball, basketball, basketball. I play 2K. I play a little Madden, but really 2K, a little Call of Duty. I like playing zombies, a little bit of Warzone. When my friends are on, it's kind of hard to get my friends to play now all together. They One works and one doesn't stay up late. So it's always something with them. But when we all, you know, can get on the same schedule, I have fun with them. 
Okay. Uh, my next question I wanted to ask you, Chris, where did you attend uh, high school, both high school and university? And did you have a mentor or mentors when you were growing up? Um, definitely. I went to Scott High School, the best high school in the world, uh, Chris. I'm very proud of where I went to school, 2400. You know, Collinwood, I'm very proud of where I went to high school. I feel like going to Scott prepared me for life. I feel like if you can make it through Scott, then you can make it anywhere. You deal with so much there. And, you know, um, I just feel like when I went to Scott and I left to go to my college, I felt like I was OK. I felt like I was going to be all right. I feel like Scott prepared me for life. Um, when I left that school. So shout out to Scott High School. And uh, I went to the University of Vincennes. It was a JUCO. Didn't take care of what I needed to take care of in the classroom uh, in high school, which is, you know, something I try to get on the little homies about just taking school seriously. Um, I went to junior college in Vincennes, Indiana. Did two years there with my head coach, Todd Franklin, who was on me every day. Crazy, crazy hard on me. Uh, actually changed my position from shooting guard to point guard. So I shout out Coach Frank uh, for that. We he was really tough on me, really really tough on me. But I guess he you know believed he believed in me and saw something I didn't even see in myself. Uh, I left there and I was you know blessed with a lot of offers when I left there. Being a number one JUCO point guard in 2017, had a number I had offers from every Power Five conference, but I chose the University of Tennessee. Went there for one year and you know. Yeah, you did your research, Chris, and you see that I, it was a it was a different different time for me at Tennessee. I wasn't playing much, wasn't scoring much how I usually usually play. But I just feel like when you choose this, when you choose a school coming out of coming out of a junior college or coming out of high school, you kind of gotta you kind of gotta do your own homework. Go back and and watch those games, see what type of offense they have. And I didn't feel like I did my homework well enough. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't a bad place. They treated me like family. They I'm still close with them now. But the the offense and the offense and the folk vocal point of the offense, it just wasn't um it wasn't it wasn't uh good for my game. You know, it wasn't it wasn't for me. Um it, and it didn't work out, you know, and, and that's all right. Sometimes that happens. So I went on and transferred on home for my senior year at the University of Toledo. I went there and we won a MAC championship. Uh, we won our regular season, and that's how I was at Tennessee. I also won at Tennessee, you know. And even though I wasn't playing as much as I wanted to at Tennessee or even at Toledo, I never was a, a guy that was coming into practice like, "Oh man, this some, you know, this f this." And you know, I always had a positive attitude. I always stayed positive. I always cheered my teammates on. You know, because I understand I wanted to win. And even though I wanted to be out there competing and helping them too, um, I was never I was never that guy to bring the to bring the, the team morale down at all. So and the last question you have is if I have any mentors. Yes, I have a, a lot of mentors. I lean on a lot of people in my life to to help me with various things, Chris. Um Coach Mike, Coach Key, Coach Fred, Coach E. Um, man, I hate that. I, I hate that I'm on the spot right now, Chris, because I got a lot of mentors. But, you know, it's a lot of people that I've that I lean on just for advice daily. My papa, uh, obviously, my I talk to my dad a lot. I, you know, I wouldn't call him a mentor, but, you know, he obviously plays that role. But 
it's been so many people if i'm forgetting you i'm sorry but it's been so many people that i've leaned on along the way just to help me uh and i respect their opinion and, and the thing is i like chris they check me when i'm wrong like they're not they're not you know they're not afraid to to let me know chris you was wrong right here and i take it from them because you know i know they love me at heart so you know um it was those are my mentors and if i missed anybody i'm sorry i was gonna say um uh, that leads to my next question too chris uh what was it like going from college basketball uh, to the basketball league. I don't think you were drafted, but they signed you. But what was it basically like going from college basketball to the basketball league? And how much of an adjustment was it at first going from college basketball to uh, playing with the Glass City? Um, the adjustment wasn't really an adjustment. I was just given more freedom than what I was in college. Besides me being at Vincennes, uh, I didn't really have the freedom that I felt like I needed or felt like I, you know, um, deserved to have. I kind of was, was, I kind of got overlooked, if you will, uh, like I wasn't good enough. But when you ask, you know, the coach at Tennessee, Rick Barnes, who's coach Kevin Durant and, you know, all these great NBA guys, when they asked, was Chris Darrington good enough? He said he's good enough. So, like I said, that thing just reversed back to the system wasn't for me. But the the difference was just a just a belief in the coach. The coach believes in me. Um, told tells me to be aggressive, uh, puts the ball in my hands, and allows me to make plays. So college basketball is kind of like, you know, it's more political. You know, it's 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 a lot more that goes into college basketball than what goes into professional basketball. And I think my game is more suited for the professional type of game anyway than what it is with college and i was gonna say in 12 games you've you're averaging 24.3 points a game which is pretty darn good is there something about your game you still would like to improve upon for the rest of the season before getting into the playoffs or are you overall pretty satisfied with your game right now no i want to continue i want to continue to make i want to continue to make um my threes i want to continue to get better at the free throw line uh, I'm only at like 76%, 77%. That's probably the lowest of my career from the free throw line. So I've been really hard at work with my trainer for free throws um, and working on my mid-range too. I want to get those back. So I've just been attacking each day. I've been attacking something different. You know, today I today I worked on live combo dribbles. I worked on uh, pull-ups. Yesterday I worked on catching shoots. The day before that, I worked on different, you know, so I'm just attacking each day with a different part of my game just so I can stay sharp at all levels. I know with winning this MVP, yeah, it was great, Chris, but now I know I got a super target on my back. You know, before yes. it was just I was the second leading scorer in the league and I'm averaging 20s, whatever I was averaging. But now with this all-star selection and MVP, I know teams are looking to take me out. So I really got to be sharp on the opportunities that I get. I got to convert. Okay, definitely. Uh, before I ask a couple more questions, I was just going to show uh, a little bit of video footage of uh, your game against Subray and just maybe uh, describe a little yeah, bit of uh, how, how they played against you guys. Uh, this was from uh, February 26th. I believe you guys won 102 to 100 over Subray. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not up. Oh, okay, there it is. And, and, and like I said, uh, uh, both of the games you guys played against Sudbury Windsor were pretty good. So I just wanted to show a little video footage of uh, one of your games against the NBL Canada teams.
Yeah, they were they were definitely making every it seemed like they were making every single shot, Chris. I mean, you definitely got these clips right on point. I mean, when I'm out there, it's like, man, are these guys ever gonna miss? <laughs> it was like, are these guys ever gonna miss? I mean, they made I, I forgot what I think they shot fifty some percent from three. Yeah. They they really played well this night, but yeah, they well, was and everything, yeah. The the best team right now in that league is the London Lightning. They're like fifteen and two, and mm -hmm. uh, they're just an outstanding team. Kitchener Waterloo Titans are solid. Uh, Subways they're they're doing okay. They're five hundred. Uh, Windsor's kind of struggle, but they play hard. Even when that team is struggling, uh, there's no basically what I'm saying, Chris, is you know this is in your league as well. There's no give me games anymore in basketball or in sports because mm -hmm. nobody are. wants to lose. Yeah, nobody wants to lose. You're 100% right. I mean, Chris, looking at these clips, man, you would think we you would think we lost by 30. <laughs> you would think we lost by 30 looking at these clips. I mean, they played us tough. They really did. One thing I was going to say, too, free throws. Look at last night's game uh, with Toronto and Philadelphia. The Raptors had chances to kind of uh, take the lead at the end of the game or in overtime with free throws, and their guys missed three out of four, and those extra points made a huge difference at the end of that game. you got to make free throws. I mean, people don't understand how important it really is, but you got to make them. Definitely, and like I said, every point counts, especially at the end of the game as well. All those highlights, and we got the dub, Chris. That was that was a big, that was a crazy game, man. We won by two. Definitely, and uh, that was courtesy. The clip was courtesy of the National Basketball League of Canada. Are you still okay for a few more minutes, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay, uh, just wanted to ask you this question: Overall thoughts on the 2022 glass season so far overall? And uh, you've already talked about the two exhibition games against Windsor Subway. So, just overall thoughts on the 12 games so far and in that in the season so far and what what areas are your team's strengths and maybe some areas as a team you need to improve upon uh before the tbl uh, playoffs start okay so my thoughts on the season so far have been that um i've really been happy with our play thus far uh through 12 games we're eight and four just had a you know rough patch here these last three games but we, we're turning it around now um so I'm like I said, I'm happy with it. We're we're beating teams that are bigger than us, that are probably stronger than us. Uh we beating teams with multiple D1 guys and guys that have been overseas. I don't think any, I think only two of us have been overseas. Well, now three with common, but I think only two before he got on have been overseas before. So uh we're beating teams that are just more pro-ish than us right now. Um but like I said, I'm happy with it. I, I think our I think something that we can improve on is just limiting our turnovers and rebounding the ball better and adding, you know, commons uh, definitely help with that. Uh, our defense is fine. We just got to close out possessions. Um, and, and that just comes with, you know, concentrating, boxing out, doing the little things. I think if we do those, win these 50-50 balls, those are things we can really improve on. And I feel like for our strengths, I mean, we shoot the ball, we score the ball, we play fast. Like if teams, if we didn't have games, Chris, where teams want to play two bigs, and and I love it when I see it because we just gonna run them. You know, we're faster than them. We're we're gonna play better than them, and we're gonna we're gonna shoot and make a lot of threes. So teams want to trade tools for threes. That's all right with me. Okay, and uh, I was gonna say my next question for you, Chris, 
is what is a normal day like for you on a day of a game day? Um, so if we're at home, if we're at home, I'll get up and go go eat breakfast. I gotta go. I have to eat breakfast. That's just you know my favorite meal of the day. I feel like you gotta eat breakfast to get your day going. Uh, that's something that I gotta do. After that, I'll you know um, probably chill out. I'm gonna definitely go get my hair cut on game day. Definitely got to get your hair cut. You know, you look good, you play good. So that's I'm firm. I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, after that, I'll probably chill out, play the game for a little bit, chill with my son for a little bit, and then head to the gym maybe, you know, three hours early, get there. Uh, just, you know, get the feel of it. We play at my high school, so, you know, I can get in a little earlier than some other guys. And then uh, when it's time to hit the court, when it's time to hit the court, me and Kayla Vaughn, who's had a really good year also, shooting 40-some percent from three, we always get out on the court first, and I go through just getting him shots. You know, for the first 30 minutes, I don't even take a shot. I just work on getting my my guy Caleb shots and getting him comfortable and in the rhythm before I even start my warm up. So, I work with Caleb before uh, before the game. You know, about two hours before the game, me and Caleb get on the court. We work out, uh, and then I then I go into my routine, and then you know just get ready for the game after that. Okay, and uh, this one I wanted to ask you. Do you have any rituals before a game and favorite music, restaurants, and uh, you've already answered the sports teams and the athlete and the other parts. So just any r rituals you do before a game and favorite music and restaurants in the Toledo area. Okay, so my ritual that I have before the game is uh, after every after we go through the game plan and the scout, you know, and you know we talk about the keys to the game. Everyone is getting, you know, they're they're getting their they're getting their gear on, you know, for for the game. And I always go to the corner, or a little place by myself, and I just pray. I turn that time over to God, uh, who's the head of my life and who I credit just for everything that I've done, everything that I have. I, you know, put my faith first with all of the things that I do. I feel like I wouldn't have been able to do the things that I've done without my faith and. Just keeping faith even on the dark days, on the days that I was getting told no, I still believe that his plan was always bigger than mine. So I'm a firm believer in my faith, and I pray, and we have that conversation in that moment before the game. Okay. Uh, favorite music? I like old school music, you know, R&B. Uh, I like Whitney Houston. You know, I like Teddy Pettigrass. I like, you know, I like just you know r&b i like a, some rap you know i like some yeah. detroit rap you know like yeah. you, said, you like the you like the sports teams in detroit I like oh yeah some rap, yep. so i like some that, but yeah for, Eminem the most part, and, yep. yeah for the most part i'm an r&b guy uh i like to keep it smooth i think i like to just keep it smooth restaurants in the toledo area um i like dewey wings that's in the toledo area shout out dewey man i like dewey wings i love hideaway kitchen I'm, I'm getting my ch uh, fried chicken, macaroni, and yams all the time. Shout out Hideaway Kitchen. Shout out Dewey Wings. Um, let me see. What else? Uh, Olive Garden is a, you know, that's everywhere. But Hideaway Kitchen and Dewey Wings is probably, you know, yeah. something that I'm going to at least maybe once a week. You know, like I, I love the food there. So Hideaway Kitchen and Dewey Wings, shout out to them two businesses in the city. Now I'm hungry. Now I need something to eat. <laughs> Just talking about food. Um, when I go over to the States, I love going to uh, 
a Buffalo and they they're known for their chicken wings. And I like going to Duff's and having a nice cold beer uh, with some uh, chicken wings. It's not the healthiest food, but once in a while, it's nice to have uh, wings right, with right. a beer and stuff like right. that. So, okay. Um, and I was going to say, uh, my last question I wanted to ask you, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Chris. Uh, what is your prediction for the 2022 NBA finals? And who do you see coming out of the Eastern conference and the Western conference? That's a really good question. The, the playoffs have been, you know, interesting thus far. Uh, Pelicans have split with the Suns, and Toronto just had an opportunity to at least get a game yesterday. They blew it. Uh, I like Golden State in the West. I really, really do like Golden State in the West, but I don't, I don't know. I I like Golden State. I'm a, I'm gonna go with Golden State coming out of the West. Okay. I'm gonna go with Golden State coming out of the West because I just feel like I just feel like they're you know I just feel like they're too good. And as far as the East, uh, I don't know with Devin Booker being hurt, that's gonna hurt the Suns. I think you know the Pelicans are gonna get them a real run for their money with CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram. So I'm gonna go with, and I don't think Miami has enough to to do anything. So I'm gonna go with the Bucks coming back out of the out of the out of the east you know what i take that back chris i'm going with the sixers, sixers i like how james harden is playing i like how Embiid is playing long as they stay healthy i'm going with the sixers to come out uh i really thought the raptors were going to make this a series but siakam has struggled, struggled. Uh, van, yeah. van vliet hasn't been great and uh, Gary Trent Jr. has been battling injuries and fever. And last night's game, that was a game they, they should have won. But you know what? I got to give the Sixers credit because they didn't have James Harden in overtime. And they and they found a way to win. And Joe Embiid is playing like the MVP. And that's my yeah. next question I was going to ask you. Who should be the MVP of the NBA this year? I mean, I, I would I – would, I would go with I would go with Embiid. I mean, he's just too much. He's he's done it all year. You know, won a scoring title, uh, shooting threes. I mean, he's doing it all. Now he has James Harden with him. So, you know, I thought Devin Booker should have got more of the conversation in the MVP. You know what I'm saying? But they, they he didn't for whatever reason. But I'm gonna go with Embiid, and uh, I'm gonna go with Sixers, Sixers, Golden State in the finals, and I'm gonna go with. The Sixers winning it all. I just think with James Harden, they got shooters. They're big. They're athletic. Tyrese Maxey can explode at any moment. Um, I'm going with the Sixers to win it all this year. Okay. Yeah, and the Sixers haven't won an NBA Finals championship since 1983. Uh, yeah. When they had Dr. J Dr. and Dre. Moses Malone, uh, and they had the great rivalry with the Lakers. So, and the Sixers haven't been to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals since 2021. So, but the thing is, they're up three nothing. That's what worries me because sometimes teams can just say, ah, it's three nothing, it's over. It's the fourth game in any series, in any sport, as you know, Chris, is the hardest one to win. And I think the Raptors are going to come out really uh, fighting on Saturday afternoon in Toronto. I hope they get them. I hope they get them a game. You know, I really do. But if it's the Sixers going to win it all, they need to close it out and go home and get some rest. I would. I would have chose, chose Brooklyn to win it, but they're down 2-0. KD is struggling right now. Kyrie is struggling. They need. If Ben Simmons doesn't come back, the Celtics are probably going to get them. Yeah. My pick uh, for the NBA Finals, uh, I'm going to go with Boston and Phoenix. 
Uh, but you know what? Philadelphia is possible as well. And uh, Milwaukee right now, they lost to the Bulls last night at home. And Chris Middleton's hurt too. So you don't know what's going to happen with injuries to key yep. players. So, But I, I'm, my gut feeling is Boston and Phoenix. But Golden State and Philadelphia is pretty reasonable. That could very well happen. Yep, that's my prediction. I'm sticking with it. And when it happens, I'm coming back and I'm going to come talk to you again. Like, man, I told you I'm going to tweet at you. Let out. I'm gonna, I predicted it. Okay, you can put me on the line. I say Boston and Phoenix, but uh, Philly Golden State could happen as well. Before I let you go, I just got to ask you this one too. I'm a Pistons fan, so I'm a little biased, but NBA is the rookie of the year. Who should win? Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, or Evan uh, Mobile uh, with the uh, Cavaliers? I'm going with Cade Cunningham. I, yeah, I like Cunningham. I like Cunningham. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I mean, Barnes and Mobley both have great arguments. They both had good years for rookies. Yep. They they both were in huge impacts on their teams. I think Cunningham will win it. I think he should win it. Uh, I think he's gonna be a superstar in this league one day too. Six eight point guard. I mean, man, he, that's tough to that's tough to kind of deal with. But I've seen great things from Scotty Barnes and Mobley. Those 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 three are they are gonna they all one of them all three of them could win it. But I think Cunningham is gonna do it. Definitely. And uh, before I let you go, I'm gonna wrap this up in two minutes. NBA playoffs games tonight. Um, Memphis at Minnesota. Who do you like? Warriors at Denver, and then Dallas at Utah. Just quickly, who are your three picks for tonight? Give me Memphis. Give me. Dallas, I think, is going to steal one. And who's the last one? Warriors at Denver. I got the Warriors. Okay. I got the Warriors. Definitely. And I just got to read some comments here. Uh, let's see. Ray Ray, is there is that an NBA team? No, it's a, the basketball league in the States. And then your coach is watching. Freddie, thank you for watching, everybody. I really appreciate it. And uh, Charlie's the goal. And then my cousin right there. Wow. And then when will Toledo, Ohio get an NBA team? Uh, Unfortunately, too close to Detroit. But you guys are in a perfect location. You're an hour or 45 minutes from Detroit. And you're what? Two hours from Cleveland? Yeah. So you guys are in a good location there. And then, uh, like I said, I just try to do comments in that as well. So uh, let's see. Oh, bro. Yes, Sam. Yeah. I really appreciate everybody uh, watching this podcast live or on audio and stuff like that. And so I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm just trying to grow my podcast game like you're doing with your game in basketball on the court. Yep. Yep. Let's keep grinding, man. Let's keep grinding. All right. And uh, yeah, let's let's see. So again, um, I was going to say just a couple more. And that's pretty well it. There's, wow. You love me. I love you too, Cuzzo. I love you too, man. I really do. Well, hey, like I said, this podcast has changed my life too because uh, not just making contacts in the industry, I've made a lot of friendships with people I would have never met doing my volunteer work and then doing my podcasting. And uh, like I said, I'm just trying to do what you're doing on the court. You working hard, grinding, uh, working to improve, and that's the same thing I'm trying to do here. And I just try to be myself on my podcast. I'm not trying to be somebody that I'm not. Oh, yeah, just be yourself. Definitely be yourself, you know, and you'll be all right. Just be yourself. And, you know, we had a great time. I had a great time and didn't feel like you rushed anything. You asked me good questions. Um, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me on. Last thing I want to say, uh, I lost two cousins this year. I've been dedicating the rest of my the rest of my season to them. Ashley and Trent, you know, you guys better place right now. So um, my season is for you guys and I ain't going to never forget you guys. 
Okay. Um, I was going to say, Chris, where again can my audience here in Canada find you on social media? And um, just uh, again, what about the Toledo Glass City? Uh, which games again are you playing this week for uh, people that want to follow you guys on the TBL.com website or on uh, the, the TV channel? Um, Chris Darrington on Facebook, Chris Darrington on Instagram, Chris Darrington on Twitter. You know, real simple, nothing crazy on Instagram, underscore Chris Darrington. But if you type my name in, I'll pop up. And for everybody that's worried about, you know, this week, we got um, Friday game versus Jamestown, 7 p.m. at Scott. We need everybody there. You can watch on TBL TV. We got Saturday, 7 o'clock, Jamestown again. We fight for first place. We need them. And then we got 3 o'clock on Sunday at Scott versus the Detroit uh, Hustle. We need all three of these games for – to move in the first place and you know we need y'all support so please come on support us i was gonna say you better get your uh rest in this weekend too and uh like i said uh i'm gonna be following you guys and uh again i want to say chris thank you so much for coming on like i said you're my first uh all-star mvp to come on my podcast and i really enjoyed uh talking to you again and open invite to come back on my podcast show again uh maybe after you guys win a championship in the the basketball league Yep, I got the MVP trophy sitting right there, you know. And uh, can you show it to us before you go? Yep, that'd be cool, time. man. That'd be cool. Hopefully, be next cool. time, before we hopefully next time, uh, I got a championship in my hand next time. So, MVP That's... trophy right here, you know, most valuable player, you know. So, that is real trophy right here, but you know, I'm happy to have it. Hopefully, next time we talk, I got two of them championship yes. and MVP. Definitely. And uh, we'll definitely, Chris, we'll keep in touch with you on social media and uh, definitely look forward to speaking to you again after the season and stuff like that and and see where your plans are for next season as well. Sounds good, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Have a great night and uh, go get three W's on the weekend. Let's get it. Appreciate it. You too. See you, Chris. Thank you, buddy. Yep. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed my podcast today with uh, uh, Chris Darrington. He's a 6'1 point guard with uh, Toledo Glass City. You can follow him at Chris underscore uh, Darrington on Twitter and Instagram as well. And also, guys, you can check out ToledoGlassCityBC.net, their website uh, for the Toledo Glass City of the Premium Basketball League, of the Basketball League, sorry, the Basketball League. And uh, the website for that league uh, is the Basketball League.net net as well and again they've got uh, three games in three week uh, three games this weekend against jamestown jackals back to back and then sunday the detroit hustle uh as well so uh, and i really do hope uh audrey stevenson who's the commissioner of the nbl of canada uh will consider uh having them uh again have some kind of a uh, meetings with the uh, basketball league games with them uh next year i think it's been a great uh, merger bef- between the two leagues as well uh, just one second, guys. I'm just going to read the comments. And I guess, hey, I want to say thank you to everybody watching this on my YouTube channel. Uh, please hit the subscribe notification if you can. And thank you to everybody watching this on the Facebook Live page and on my Twitter page at Chris D. Pame. And uh, my podcast will be downloaded after this uh, when it's over uh, to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, I can speak, uh, Anchor FM, Breaker pocket cast radio public and linkedin as well and uh, again i just want to say thank you ray ray thank you for coming on 
Uh, Coach Zamara, thank you for watching, buddy. I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you guys win a championship. And uh, I'm just trying to finish out the comments right here. Uh, let's see. Slime, I'm taking Barnes. Scardy Barnes is a good player, but I'm biased as a Pistons fan. I got to go with Cade Cunningham, but Barnes is good. Uh, Kobe, you're going with Barnes too, but like I said, I got to go with Cade Cunningham, but I'm hoping the Pistons next year can give Cade Cunningham a little more help. Uh, I know they have Kalian Hayes and they have um, Isaiah Stewart and uh, Saquon Bay and uh, Dwayne Casey. So I'm hoping the Pistons can turn it around. And Tony, uh, yes, sir, CD. Thank you, Tony, for watching. I appreciate it. And I saw, yes, and Sandra. Great interview. Hey, Sandra, thank you so much. It's uh, I'm just the host. I per I personally think uh, a great guest makes a podcast. I just try to be myself. And uh, again, I want to say thank you to Chris uh, Darrington uh, for coming on today. Really enjoyed talking to him about basketball and his career and, and talking about the All-Star game as well. And uh, I want to say thank you to the NBL Canada because if they didn't give me an opportunity to, as a media affiliate, uh, which I talked to the winning coaches and players after games, I, I wouldn't have uh, met a lot of players and uh, coaches in that from both leagues. So I'm really appreciative, again, of Oddly Stevenson, uh, the commissioner of the NBL of Canada as well. And I hope to continue to watch more uh, uh, basketball league games as well. And Jerry, love this team. Keep up the work. Good work, Chris Darrington. And Slime, great interview, brother. Hey, buddy, thank you so much. I'm still a rookie. I'm almost 50, and I'm still working and grinding away at trying to get better on my podcast. And guests make my podcast. I'm just the host here. But thank you so much for the compliment. Uh, Jay Wells, thank you for watching. I really appreciate it. And, yep. And that's pretty well it, guys. Like I said, I, I really uh, enjoyed speaking to Chris today. And everybody, again, thank you so much. And I'm going to wrap up my podcast soon. Uh, just a couple things, guys, just to let you know. Uh, you can check out my blog, wordpress.com slash home, live with cdppodcast.wordpress.com. I do a weekly blog on there, and I'll be doing one shortly on the, uh, doing a Buffalo Bub Bandits game as well. Uh, National Lacrosse League I have uh, taken up as well, and I'm going to be going to a game uh, next week in Buffalo to see the Bandits in Toronto Rock as well. And let's see, guys. Also, you guys can follow me on TikTok. Uh, I do a lot of content on TikTok uh, for my podcast at Live with CDP. That's at Live with CDP on my podcast as well. And also, guys, I'm going to wrap this up shortly. I just want to let you know my next podcast is going to be uh, Tuesday, this coming Tuesday. Uh, what's that? Tuesday, April 26th uh, with Jeremy McGrady. He's a, a graphics operator with Rogers TV in London, and he also does uh, some work with the London Knights as well. So we're going to talk a uh, little Rogers TV with Jeremy and uh, about being a graphics operator as well. So that's my next podcast. It'll be at 5 o'clock on Tuesday. There it is right there. Next Live with CDP podcast, Tuesday, April 26, 5 o'clock. Uh, Jeremy McGrady, he's a Rogers TV volunteer and a graphics operator for the London Knights home games at Budweiser Gardens. And speaking of uh, OHL, by the way, guys, uh, the Gulf Storm open up the first round of the OHL playoffs tonight on the road, and you can catch the game on Rogers TV or CHL TV. Uh, the first two games are against the Sioux Greyhounds uh, tonight at 7 o'clock at, at uh, the Sioux Memorial Gardens, and then Saturday, April, April 23rd at 7 in the Sioux. The Storm come back for games three and four on uh, 
Tuesday, April 26th at Sleeman Center, and Thursday, April 28th at the Sleeman Center. And uh, London Knights and Kitchener Rangers open up game one tonight uh, from Budweiser Gardens as well. You guys can catch that game on Rogers TV tonight as well in CHL. So I'm looking forward to the return of the OHL playoffs for the first time in three long years. The last team to win uh, the championship in the OHL was the Gold Storm in 2019 with Isaac Ratcliffe and Nick Suzuki and the, and the, the comeback kids, the Gold Storm. So three long years we've all waited for the OHL playoffs. So I'm looking forward to it. And check out my latest blog. I did a, a first-round prediction uh, from all the series in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference on wordpress.com slash live with CDP podcast as well. And speaking of basketball, guys, get the NBL of Canada action tonight, Thursday night. Subway 5 take on Neil Foreman in the Kitchener-Waterloo Titans from the odd 7 p.m. tip-off. And then Friday, April 22nd, we have the London Lightning taking on the Windsor Express 401 rivalry, 402 rivalry. Uh, 7 p.m. from the WFCU Center in Windsor. So I'm looking forward to catching some uh, NBL action. I'm going to try to catch some uh, basketball league action as well in lacrosse. So this is a great time of the year for me uh, with the hockey playoffs, the basketball uh, NBA playoffs starting, and then with the TBL and the NBL of Canada as well. So looking forward to that, guys. So uh, anyways, um, that's pretty well it. Uh, again, I want to say thank you to everybody watching this live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and thank you to those who uh, listen to this on my audio platforms uh, later on tonight. So again, uh, thank you so much to Chris uh, Darrington um, from the Toledo Glass City for coming on Season 3, Episode 31 of uh, Live with CDP Podcast. So I hope everybody has a great night, great weekend. Enjoy the playoff games and uh, go storm, and we'll see you guys. Tuesday night, April 26th at 5 o'clock with Jeremy McGrady from Rogers TV in London. So that's pretty well it, guys. Uh, again, thank you, Chris, for coming on. And we'll see you guys next week for more Live with CDP podcast. Live.